0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Cap Room. I'm Matt Peville and I'm your host of this weekly show. It's all things salary cap focused, which is a massive issue for the Pittsburgh Steelers going into 2021. Well, really, it's an issue for all teams because how you navigate that cap will figure out how you navigate that roster and how you navigate that roster. We'll figure out how you'll navigate the games that you'll play during the season. So really important that we sort of have a look at that. And look, thank you for joining this show. Um, you know, this has got a bit of everything for everyone. So you might not be, you know, fully into the numbers, but you might really care about the names on the Pittsburgh Steelers roster and the names that they bring in, which makes this a show for you. Now, look, the last couple of shows I've looked at, to go and delve into the offense and have delved into the defense and positional spending and, you know, who we could get and, and who we might not and who's delivering value and all those sorts of things. Well, today I thought I'd cover a bit of the breaking news. So last week when we recorded, I sort of teased that I, ex- I had expected by that stage a bit of breaking news to have already happened, namely the retirement of Pouncy, which we did actually see um, over the weekend. And as, as you know, I record this for those listeners to this show regular listeners to this show i record this podcast on a wednesday night in the future 14 15 hours ahead of pittsburgh time um and it comes to you live um through our production process on a wednesday afternoon so technically yeah you you get this from the future if you're in the us you probably listen to this live before i've uh, sort of before the time that i've actually ended up recording this because it's about 8 30 my time right now but yeah going back to that obviously, obviously over the weekend we you know, Pouncey retired, great career from 53, hopefully get a, get into that Hall of Fame in 2026. But we also saw JJ Watt released uh by the Houston Texans off his 17.5 million dollar contract. Um so that's massive. Um obviously they did the did what was the right thing um for him there. He he wanted out of that contract um and and wanted to be a free agent and he's looking for a, a Super Bowl. He's probably not looking for money, but he might be looking to play with his family. We know that the Steeler fan base in Pittsburgh, just like many other franchises are going after JJ in this recruitment drive. In fact, Primardi brothers, um, you know, sort of offered to change their name to the Watt brothers, if, if he could bring JJ in. So, that inevitably asks a question because you you can access a great film room by Jeffrey Benedict on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and obviously where the podcast side of BTSC BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. dot you know you can check that out. There's a few other great articles about what JJ would bring to the Steelers play wise. I think you'd have to be <laughs> a pretty negative fan out there to say there wouldn't be a, a benefit of bringing in uh, J.J. Watt to the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's lots they can do with him. He doesn't you know, change the value of Tua or Haywood or Highsmith or, or T.J. Watt, so no issues there. But just because you want to bring him in and just because he can provide value and just because he's another member of the Watt family and perhaps the most famous, although we know T.J. is coming up alongside him, doesn't necessarily mean you can afford him. So that's what I thought I'd tackle with today's show. But look, it's not going to be all about JJ. Um, you know, we are Pittsburgh Steelers focused. But what I wanted to do was really demonstrate through some of the the modeling that I'm able to do through over the cap, just the difference of bringing him in because he might make the offensive front a lot better. Um, but equally, he might actually affect what we what else we're doing on the defense. And that could be detrimental. So let's begin. As always, important to start with the baseline. So baseline being that right now we still don't know what the salary cap is going to be. We know it's likely to either be to come down from that one um, 198.2 million that we saw last year. Um, And even if it remains the same, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, may have some challenges and still some tough decisions to make um, in terms of who we bring back and who we don't. But look, going off over the caps, current projections at eight, one hundred and eighty and a half million dollars. There are some other sites um, out there in news bases that are sort of saying about 181 million. So another 500 grand more there, but taking the 180 and a half million that over the cap currently think will be the salary cap uh, for 2021 and adding the Steelers 4.9 million in carryover because we do have that carryover from last year. And as I said, it's important to understand, you know, um, I've said this through many of the podcasts so far for cap room, this is our fifth now, but around adjusted cap and to think of the cap over multi years. And that's the philosophy you've got to take for this, because as we delve into the numbers as I'm about to hear into, terms of how we could sign JJ or how we could sign really any of the free agents and and, and sign some decent players or keep some of our key players um, plus sign our rookie class it's important to think about the cap in multiple year terms so we're going to go with a number of all my numbers in terms of getting in line with the cap for the rest of this show will be based on a, a cap total cap there of $185,450,555 if you want to go down to that. I don't have a sense number and I think it's always rounded to the nearest dollar anyway through the collective bargaining agreement. Where do we begin? Well, let's begin with the cuts. So the Steelers are currently sitting $30 million over that $185.45 million mark. Let's start with the cuts. So the first thing I did immediately, and remember this number that we could save with Joe Hayden of $8.575 million, you could equally get with a trade. And I as those that listen to Steelers Touchdown Under or watch us live on the YouTube show each Saturday evening, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the US, you know, I, I've sort of said that I think there's value in trading Joe Hayden, even if you're getting a fifth or a sixth pick, the more picks, the better. We need picks in this draft. We need to get younger at key positions you know, the lower the, the, the pick, the less of it, you know, it doesn't matter that gamble, you know, if it comes off, well, great. Um, So yeah, for me, it's a, either cut or trade for Joe Hayden. And again, what trademark potentially is there out there, but any pick you can get above a seven rounder, a seventh rounder. Great. So let's, let's say we, we cut Joe Hayden. Now we can then take uh pouncey's number. Um, as well we can take Pouncey's number off the Pittsburgh Steelers so that that saves their um, you know 6.475 million dollars in terms of in terms of spend this year Um, so that's beneficial then we cut we take Vance McDonald's number off and then we take Vince Williams number off now obviously we know Vance is retired as well and and I've suggested we we cut Vince too that brings us back down to $9 million, $9 million over the salary cap. So let's keep cutting. <laughs> let's keep the cuts coming. So we cut Jalen Samuels, even though I, I've shared before there could be opportunities with him, um, with Matt Canada. So we cut Jalen Samuels. He's done really nothing for the Pittsburgh Steelers since he joined. We cut. Ulysses Gilbert III. He can't seem to crack into this first team, so you know he's a liability there. Doesn't save too much, but I just think it saves a roster spot. So let's get let's get rid of that. Um, we cut Cameron Canada. We can find other people to play along snapper. He's got way too much money time um, signed to him, and it's a million dollar projected cap gain there. So let's get rid of let's get rid of him too. Um, and now suddenly. We've sort of got, we're only $6 million over the cap. So we're only $6 million over the cap there. Then let's look down the list. Zach Gentry coming off an injury. He's done nothing since the Steelers drafted him as a project. I don't think he's going to work out. We can't afford to invest any more time in, in with him. So so let's cut him too. So that then gives us there a total cap across our top 51 Um of 190 million, uh, 925,000. So that puts us about $5.4 million over the salary cap. So that's great. You sort of go, Oh Matt, you know, we don't, we don't have, we don't have Joe Hayden anymore. You've cut Vince Williams. That creates a need for an inside linebacker. There are lots of inside linebackers that we can acquire, you know, for that, for that cap, um, that cap number of, of cutting Vince. So then it gets tricky because you still got to find some cap room. And one of the things I'll caveat is I'm not going to address Ben's contract because we don't know where that's going to go. And equally, we know Ben is not going to take significantly less money. So that's a key thing I I want to suggest here. And so when we go through these numbers, you'll start to see that, you know, potentially what we could do there. Let's start with, before we go into extensions, let's start with restructures. So what I chose to do was the simplest restructure which turned as much, um, and I did this for Cameron Haywood. So he signed through 2024. So the key thing for me was restructuring him. So basically he got his pro rider bonus for this year, and then the rest of his base salary was spread over the next few years. Now that delivered um, that delivered a cap saving there of just under $7 million, just under, Just yeah, around $7 million. And it's 6.5, but then they're with different um, bonus schemes and what have you. So his cap number goes down from what his 20 number currently is a $14.55 million down to $7.481 million. So immediately we've made, we've made some more cap saving there. I then chose to extend, extend Stefan to it. So we know Stefan Tewitt currently is signed through uh, 2022, um, but then he becomes a free agent in 2023 and 2024. And he's obviously a couple of years younger than Cam. Than Cam. Um, I think he's 27, 28. Um, so we've got, we can do a bit more with his contract. So I decided to spread it out. I decided to sign him through 2025. So add three years to, to his uh, to his contract. So, what I was able to do by doing so was I moved his cap number from a fourteen point nine four million dollar cap hit in twenty twenty one to being an eleven point five $40 million cap hit in 2021. So what you can see there is a cap saving of about $3.5 million. Now, that's really helpful there for the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason. What that meant as well is it meant that we, as I said, we signed in through 2020 um, through to 2025. Now, in doing that, what I was at basically able to move there was – um we what i did was gave him a signing bonus of twenty two million dollars um so sp- spread that cost out basically i was gonna pay him a base salary in twenty twenty two that didn't change um but so his base salary in um in twenty twenty one is one point two million his base salary in twenty twenty two is just over nine million there um plus his provider bonus he's got a seventeen million seventeen point eight um, million-dollar cap hit in 2022. In 2023, he's got a cap hit of $17.15 million, um, getting a base salary of um, $11.65 million, and then a pro-rider bonus of five point five. And then in 2024, um, he got a base salary of over $12 million, uh, pro-rider bonus of five point five for a cap hit of seventeen point six. Now, you're probably sitting there going, they're huge numbers there for a, for a defensive end. But Stefan Toit had a career year. Stefan Toit basically this year had 11 sacks. He had 25 quarterback hits. You know, he had a career year. He also played the most games he's played since his rookie year. He played 15 games, started in all 15 versus his rookie year where he, he uh, played 16, started four. If we can keep him healthy, he will deliver year after year. Equally, 17 million when the cap's above. 220 million will be considered low. It's, it's, it's effectively when you look at the rise of, of what the cap was this year at just under 200 million, it'd be like paying him 12 or 13 million dollars, which is what we what were doing anyway. Um, and equally, it means that you've got these bookend, you know, defensive edge rushes, um, you know, in, in the Steelers system. And, the, and guys, and I know too it's a bit more insight as Jeffrey Bendick talks about, but it means we've got these stalwarts on our defensive line. For the next several years and we've got Cam and Two It together. Um, equally, the way I was able to structure this basically is that if if to it was cut in 2023, we'd save six million dollars. So we've added a year there, but we if you still want to cut him, you'd still save six, you'd save six million dollars. But if you cut him in 2024, you actually save $12 million. So potentially if he's doing if he's not doing too well or you wanted to, to trade him toward the end of his career or what have you. Um, you can do so, and right, you know, the benefit is is we need him right now. We need him at a lower deal. We are this defense. We do want to keep together, and you can do so. But equally, we're not kicking the can down the road to to the point we're going to be hamstrung again. So now it's time to move on to the next restructure that I did. The next restructure that I did was Stephen Nelson. Now, Stephen Nelson in, in 2021, um, and my, re- my extension there of Stephen Nelson, obviously I've suggested we cut uh, Joe Hayden. So then he becomes your number one cornerback in the room. And I'm interested to see what we can do about Cameron Sutton, um, you know, because he'll be cheaper than Mike Hilton. But if, if, again, the same deal applies, we need Cap to be able to get Mike Hilton in the door. So Stephen Nelson in 2021 is set to get paid $14.42 million. We know he's one of the most expensive uh, free agent signings ever for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 14.42 is a large cap hit for this year. So what I chose to do was lower his cap hit um, through an extension over several years to bring him down to 10.92 million dollars for a cap hit in 2021. And what I was able to do basically is move him I added 2 years and I spread his signing bonus. They had a signing bonus of 14 million. So that signed him through um it's signed basically through 2023. Now, in doing so, I wanted us to have a store wall there, but equally, I wanted us to be able to have some room to move there if, if if something went wrong. And that's sort of a um a thing you'll see when I go through these numbers is that I've made it sure we don't end up in a position that we're in this year whereby we owe players a bunch of money and therefore they're uncuttable. We do not want a Ben situation again. Now, Stefan to it is you know 28 currently so he um his birthday is january so he's already turned 28 this year he'll be 29 after the season so that'll be 2022 and then 30 in 2023 so you know worst case we've got him through to he's about 31 then um under the deal that i'm suggesting so as i said he's um with with his cap number there we bring him in um, we give him a base salary this year of 1.25 million, pro rider bonus of 9 million. Um, there, sorry, actually, uh, I'm incorrect. I he ended up resigning through 2024. So yeah, his 21 cap number will be 1.25 million dollars. His um, pro rider bonus there being uh, 19.67 million dollars, um, and therefore I gave him a cap number of 10.9. 2021, 2022, I moved his cap number up. So it goes up to $11.2 million um, with a pro rider bonus of three and a half and a cap number of 14.7. If we were to cut him, we'd save $4 million in 2022. In 2023, um, I put him on a $12.65 million base salary, pro rider bonus of $3.5 million for a $16.150 million cap number. Um, The savings if he was cut would be $9.1 million. Then in 2024, so this stage, um, he's definitely getting up there now. It'll be about that, that 32 mark. Um, he'll get paid a base salary of uh, 13 million. And this is roughly sort of where Joe Hayden was sort of sitting. Um, but obviously then we've got his bonus of three and a half million from the pro bonus, giving him a cap number of sixteen point six million dollars, but a cap saving of thirteen million. So if Stephen Nelson's playing really, really well and he's playing great for us, and he's a key role. Um, great. Um, he's not that much more expensive than he is in 2023. Remember, we are backloading this contract. But if he's not very good, we have a cap hit of $3 million, can cut him. Now, I think given how well Stephen Nelson's done since he's joined the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, he's had a six-year career so far, cornerbacks are playing later than ever, ever. We could see this value out of him. So that wraps up Stephen Nelson. And with that, I'm going to throw to our break, and we'll be right, we'll be right back with you, ready to discuss a few other different sort of moves the Steelers can make to create cap room, potentially the ability to sign JJ Watt. And we're back on Cap Room. I'm Matt Pevrell, and I'm your host of this weekly salary cap focus show. Now, before the break, I was taking you through the deal that I'd basically done to get Stephen Nelson's cap number down to $10.9 million. And I appreciate it got a bit tricky there. Um, There's lots of numbers. And uh, as I went through some of the contracts there that I had for him, it, it does get a little bit confusing. So let's move on to the next player, and that's David DeCastro. And David DeCastro is one that could still, re- you know, there are rumors he could retire. There are rumors he had lots of injuries last year. Do we want to bring him back? I've got to go off what the evidence says. And obviously, we know that Big Al is potentially retiring and what have you. I do think De Castro um will stay on for another year. I think he's got a bit more to prove there. We, you know, he's not a automatic lock for the Hall of Fame, still doesn't want a Super Bowl. It would be a massive flux to this defensive line. I think he wants to come back and prove himself, even though he made the Pro Bowl last year through more reputation than anything else. So what I chose to do was 2021 was set to be his last year. So instead, I thought, let's re-sign him through another year. Let's let, not go nothing nothing too crazy. Um, we don't, you know, I didn't want to take too many liberties there. Um, but David DiCastro is 31. You know he's. You know he'll probably play. You know he could. You could see him playing to thirty three. You could see him playing to thirty five if he really wanted to. Um, and he was playing well. So assuming he he does that, I basically extended his deal by one year. Obviously, bringing giving him a base salary of one point seven five million dollars, a pro rider bonus of nine million dollars bringing his cap number to 10.797 million dollars now that's actually down from 14.297 so as you can see there i've basically been able to deliver a cap saving of um of about three and a half million dollars there so that's really helpful for the pittsburgh steelers in 2022 the contract i've signed him to is a base salary of 11.2 million dollars and a pro rider bonus of three and a half million dollars because i've spread out his um his contract money from this year that gives a caps a cap hit of four points 14.7 million dollars in 2022 which is actually only a h- half a million dollars more or so than what he's technically on schedule to get this year but what that meant was that if de castro is not playing well after the season we can cut him and we have an 11 million dollar cap saving so there's no risks there there's no risks there. There's all the upside if he wants to continue on. We continue with some more, some more of DeCastro football, some more solidarity and consistency on the defensive line and some experience as well. As you can see, the way I've done, the, done these restructures, it's all about providing the Steelers with stability but options. Next player I wanted to look at who has a massive cap hit um, this year in terms of his position is Eric Ebron, a tight end, who has mixed feelings from the fan base. I thought he had a great start to the season. I didn't particularly like his second half. Some people say he was harshly judged. We saw a lot of drops. Regardless, $8.5 million for a tight end you know, is, is a bit of money to spend you know, if they're, if they're not a um, George Kittle or a, a Kelsey as well. So um, Travis Kelsey, I mean, there for the Kansas City Chiefs. So at 28, though, Ebron's got some time. Ebron's got some time. So what I chose to do was sign him through for one extra year. Um, now, you could lower the number a bit more. Um, and do a bit more, but I just chose one more year just to see sort of where we were sort of, was sort of sitting there with him. Um, I, I was sort of keen not to do too much with Eric Ebron. Um, you know, the Steelers might have some decisions to make there. He's currently signed through 2021. So as I said, I added a year there to get 2022. Um, so what I basically did was, was I lowered his cap hit down from, um his cap hit from this year, which is, as I said, $8.5 million. I lowered it down to $5.7 million um, by extending him and spreading his contract numbers for this year over a signing bonus. And then in 2022, we'll pay him a base salary of $1.12 million, a pro rider bonus of $2 million, and a roster bonus. A roster bonus. So if we cut him before he makes a roster, we save $1.5 million there um, in 2022, and his cap number would be 4 dollars six 2 million and that would carry him through to just over the age of 30 and then we've got options again you could save even more money if if the Steelers chose to re-sign him for more um again I want Steelers to have flexibility when it comes to players over 30 that aren't necessarily proven um or that we don't need to show in my mind a bit of loyalty to so that covers off Eric Ebron the next player that I chose to go down um and play with their contract was Chris Boswell. Now, was was it a Boz, um, signed that deal, then the way we might have to cut him and what have you. He's still a great kicker in this league. Um, but the thing is, is that he's also an expensive kicker for the Pittsburgh Steelers now. I mean, his cap number currently for 2021 is $4.77 million with a base salary of 3000000 million, pro-rider bonus of 1.68. If he had had a half-decent year last year, not a good year like he did, I would actually be suggesting you'd need to cut him because, again, that $3 million, just like with Vince Williams, it's money that we can do things with. And it really is a question there in terms of what you want to do with that cap. But in fairness to Chris Boswell, you know, he had, um, he made 40, um, sorry, uh, I'm incorrect there. He made 38 extra points, um, Oh, sorry. He made thirty-four out of thirty-eight extra points. Um, you know, when it came to field goals, um, he made nineteen of, of twenty. He obviously, had that long career-long of fifty-nine, and then I think it was the Dallas game there. So, you know, he did terrifically well there. What I chose to do with with uh, Chris Boswell was to re-sign him for several more seasons. In fact, I signed him through to twenty twenty-five. So that's right I signed Chris Boswell, who's currently signed in um he's currently signed through let me just bring that up sorry i've uh, accidentally cancelled it. that's right um Chris Boswell is currently signed through twenty twenty two so I've added a couple of, a couple more years more to his contract about another three there um but basically, what I was able to do with with Boz was sign him to a 2021 cap hit of um, base out of 1. 1, 1 million, just over 1 million, per pro-rider bonus of 2.4 for a cap number of 3.5. Now, really, I've only really saved 1.2 million there, but that's 1.2 million that we might be able to use to bring in guys like a Spillane or that makes it makes a difference elsewhere. Equally, I think it's good to shore up his position um, throughout throughout the you know, throughout the following years. Um, equally, you, you could do sign him lower, um, and you know, you could sign him for less years, which would then bring down the signing bonus um that I did give to him um as well. So that 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 could change things there. But obviously I'm conscious that he's not gonna take significantly less given the low sort of cap number that he's already on. Now, you're probably sitting there going, Matt, you've labeled a lot of numbers. Where are we sitting overall? Well, by making these cuts, and let me just go through these again. These are cuts or retirements. Joe Hayden, Maurice Pouncey, Vance McDonald, Vince Williams, Cameron Canada, Jalen Samuels, Zach Gentry, Ulysses Gilbert III. We then, uh, said, as I said, I restructured Cam Haywood um, as much as we could for this year, um, this year's contract. Stefan Tewitt re-signed, Steven Nelson re-signed, DeCastro re-signed, oh, and by these reasons I mean extended, Eric Ebron extended, Chris Boswell extended. The Pittsburgh Steelers are then $15.999 million under the cap. That's right. The Pittsburgh Steelers then have $16 million. Yes, JJ Watt signing, some of you are saying. Yes, re-signed Juju, you're saying. Because the great thing is the numbers I haven't touched right now. The big number in question is Ben Rothersberger. That's right. There's $19 million. We know that if he was cut or was to retire, that we'd get that would give us $34 million and a half million dollars or so under the cap. Equally, if he was to take $9 million and we were 25 under, Hey, you've got money. You've got money. Now you can bring in JJ. Watt. But really can you? Because what are we going to do with Waver? He's probably worth bringing back. If you look at his um, PFF ranking and you look at where he's going to get in the league, if he could sign a team friendly deal for three or four million, he's worth bringing back. Some people are saying Matt Filer. I think Matt Filer played terrible in that division, in that um, wildcard round. But if you will move to right tackle, then you know what? Maybe. And then we've got Banner and Chukes. We don't know what Banner's going to be like. But equally, wouldn't it be great to have versatility if someone else goes down? You know, what if? Um, Chukes went down that first week. What if and Waver went down that first week? It gives you money to bring back. Speaking of Zach Banner, Zach Banner, it also gives you money to sign George, Jordan Berry to a minimum contract. We need someone to punt, you know. We may as well bring in someone that had actually had a pretty good year, and I'm not just saying that as an Aussie. Um, equally. What can you do with Cameron Sutton? Can you bring him back if you can't afford Mike Hilton? Um, I still think Sutton offers more in the coverage area, but this this fifteen point nine nine million dollars does give you an option there. Um equal Avery Williamson, can you bring in him for two, two or so million dollars? I've got other thoughts on what they could do at inside linebacker, but that creates a question. Tyson Alawalu, can you bring him back for two million dollars? You know, or or thereabouts? You know, suddenly your 16 million there. However, The other consideration that we all need to be thinking about is the the rookie pool that the Steelers currently have set. Now, according to Over the Cap, the Steelers are currently set to get one compensatory pick on the latest um, projections, and that's a a pick in the fourth round would be really helpful for us there in that fourth round pick. That's when we could get a steal at tight end. We could get a steal of an overlooked guard like a Kevin Dotson last year. Although everyone I think will be following whoever the Steelers are scouting after Dotson's performance this year. But the Steelers are currently set to have to assign to their rookie pool seven, just a tick over $7 million, about 24000 over $7 million. So the first thing we need to do is then go, right, we might have got, we might have just let's call it sixteen million dollars cap room, but that's let's immediately take away seven, so we have nine million dollars. At that nine million dollars, we might be able to bring in Viola, we or or Villanova, depending on what Villanova will do. Aluwalu, Splain, because he's an exclusive rights free agent. Jordan Berry. And then maybe Cameron Sutton, if you look at the deal I sort of wanted to sign him for a couple of weeks back. There's no room for JJ Watt. And are you going to is JJ Watt going to you say, right, Matt, well, you don't need to sign Tyson Alualu if you bring JJ Watt? You know, um, you can move a few guys around inside. There's there's guys like, you know, Bugs and Carlos Davis on the roster. You can, you know, put Cam inside on certain different types of schematics as well. Great. But are you get, who, who's replacing Mike Hilton? Who's replacing, um, you know, old Cameron Sutton? You know, who's your safety backup? You know, they're the Jordan Dangerfield now off contract. And he's getting old. Like, yes, he's great on special teams. I'm not sure he offers you anything in that secondary anymore. What are you going to do? Can you really afford JJ Watt? Well, one of the things you could look to do is actually, and I said this ironically in the BTSC Slack channel, you could look to actually cut Derek Watt. Um and and you free up some of the money from his contract. It's only about a million, just over a million. But hey, Steelers need everything they can get right now. Um, so would you do that? But if you did that, do you think JJ is going to sign? Probably not. So the question is, Ben Roethlisberger. We've gone through another week and another retirement of one of his key mates. You know, and probably the biggest, the biggest mate for him there in, in pounce. You know. Number 53, and that is one of the things that could affect him most in terms of re signing. Now, whatever they've got in cap room, I stick by what I've said so far, and that is that a more impactful play would be to bring in, would to re sign Juju. And and that's where I'm hoping if Ben can sort of sort out his contract this year, can he make five or six? Can he make like, you know, $8 million and free up $11 for due due to sign an $11 million deal this year and back end it the next year? If he can do that, um, that brings our players under contract up to 48. Um, we keep Big Ben, we keep Juju. We've got money to, you know, keep Filer or fill in a waiver and minimal and and bring back in Banner and minimalize the disruption to that offensive line, even though it was getting uh, getting older. We can bring it back and then hopefully they can have a better year with Clems as coach. Um, and and you know, just in a better offense with Matt Canada, not Randy Land and you know who they can bring in at running back. But I don't see there being cap room there for JJ Watt. Unless he can sign a team friendly deal, that as I've said, I said on uh, Steelers Touchdown Under this previous week, you want JJ on a four year deal. You want him not necessarily to play four, but you want him to be able to play three. He had the pectoral injury not last season, but the year before. Um, and so, you know, he's kind of had a year off in that regard. He's had other time off during between, but he's put his body through a heck load. He's 32. There's a number of players that have had plus 50 sacks after they've 10, 30, guys like Cole Pepper, um, and what have you. So, you know, we look at Kevin Green, who the Steelers had. But JJ needs a backloaded contract if we're going to bring him in. And if I'm JJ Watt, as a three-time defensive player of the year, I'm chasing a Super Bowl. Um, I think the breaking news of the last 24 hours for me I've seen is a lot around JJ Watt being interested in the Browns. Can you imagine that? Going up against both his brothers twice a year? You know, the Watt Bowl would, you know, it's like Watt Bowl 2.0. But again, uh, I just see JJ going to a Super Bowl-ready team and Baker Mayfield ain't leading those Cleveland Browns to a Super Bowl. So they're questions you've got to ask. Equally, the one thing I haven't touched on through all of this is that TJ will be off contract, um, you know, so we need to re-sign him in 2022, Minka 2023, Bush in 2024, and I think Highsmith's actually um no longer on the Highsmith signed through yeah through 2023, so he comes up 2024 as well. If Dupree is worth 15 plus million dollars, but more like 18 or so this year if he wasn't injured, Highsmith will be worth a minimum of 15 with a new um a new media deal and a much higher cap number in 2024. So we need we need cap room. Um, we currently have in 2024 almost $200 million in cap room based on a total salary cap of $256 million. Now, whether the cap gets that high that quickly, that that's way too early to guess. But my point being is there's several players that we need to look at over the next few years. You know, what are we doing with, with Terrell Edmonds as well? You know, are we even picking up his fifth-year option? We've got to make a decision on that pretty soon. You know, what are we going to do with Claypool you know, Claypool signed through 2023, not 2024. So he comes up as well. You know, there are a number of players that we've got to look at and J.J. Watt's contract cannot, cannot hamstring us going forward. And that's my fear is that it hamstrings us in the in the short term when you've got to make moves like getting, you know, cutting Joe Hayden. I think you need to do that anyway um, or, or extend his deal. But I'm very conscious of extending a, a 31-year-old cornerback Equally, you probably can't sign Hilton or Sutton. You're going to have problems at depth at safety. You're going to have problems at inside linebacker. You're not going to be able to go after a guy like Johnson, who I mentioned last week, or Denzel Perryman, or one of those sorts of guys. So signing J.J. Watt could be a real conundrum for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It could be a real pain point, point. Um, and in fact, it could be a pitfall. But with all that said... That doesn't mean I wouldn't like to see JJ Watt in a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. The next few weeks will be very telling. We might even know this, you know, in the next few days. Either way, there's lots to think about if you're Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, and Kelvin Kevin Colbert. There's lots to think about if you're JJ Watt Super Bowl or family or even money. You know, that might even come back into play. But whatever whatever happens, it's going to be an exciting situation when it comes. Happy for the it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.